we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have... Mike Roberts. And we are still social distancing, Mike. I mean, what was it? We were just talking about the number of days, dude. This is like 100 plus days we're in now of social distancing yeah. and all that. Yeah, it's, it's still so surreal. It just it's, it amazes me. Yeah, but we are working right through it. Uh, got another podcast here for you today with some more guests. And uh, before we get to them, I want to remind you guys to check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all at the handle, Henrico CTE. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. Well, our host is uh, Anchor.com, but you can find us on all of the major podcast venues, such as Apple, Google, Spotify, and many, many more than that. Many, many more. So however you want to listen, wherever you want to listen, whenever you want to listen, we should have you covered, right? Every time we come up with a new podcast. Mike, you say something at the end of the show that I always want to add to the beginning, and I forget to add it, but this time I'm not going to forget, is please make sure you guys subscribe or hit a notification bell on whatever platform you're listening to so you will be notified every single time we have a new podcast uploaded. All right? So, without... Yep, like and subscribe. So without further ado, uh, we have two guests here, and they are actually a couple. They are married. They've been married for 29 years. I hope I didn't mess that up. Uh, I think we just had the conversation a little bit. I think it was 29 years that they've been married, and they've been doing a lot of work here for Henrico CTE. I'm going to have them introduce themselves uh, first and last, and then talk a little bit about what they do for Henrico CTE or Henrico County Public Schools. I'm Sherry Glasner, and I um, were actually I, I said I was a, I work as a structural assistant for special needs kids at Hermitage, and and I like because we were out I started helping my husband with this type of work, whatever he does I like to help him out and everything. Okay. And uh, something I enjoy, so I do it. I enjoy something. Okay. All right, uh, Mr. Glasner. We know you work at the A-Center. Tell them what you do at the A-Center. I am uh, the graphics communications uh, instructor. Uh, we're PrintEd um, certified, and I'm a PrintEd certified instructor of graphic communications. We basically, um, it's more of what they would call is digital printing than um, the design aspect. We use design, but we use the design towards the projects we're producing. We also do the uh, printing for the uh, school system. And uh, once uh, CV19 started, we've been doing the signs for the county, the government side. We're gonna be starting on doing the signs to help open up the schools. And uh, we, so we've been busy. Whatever is needed as far as printing goes, we're here. 
Yeah, I'm, and I mean, every single time it seems I walk into your classroom, Sheldon, uh, before COVID-19, uh, when schools were in session, it seemed like you guys always had something going on. Uh, and I've heard that you guys, like you mentioned, were very, very busy during this pandemic, during COVID-19, trying to help the school systems out. So just talk to us a little bit about some of those projects that you guys have done to help out the school system with, you know, all the social distancing mandates and things of that nature to kind of keep things going. Well, the first thing we did was uh, at the end of April, we got, or the middle of April, we got a call to see if we could do yard signs to put in front of all the nursing homes and the senior centers uh, to thank the first responders. And um, I didn't even know how to do it. I didn't know what we were doing but I said, yes, we could do it. So that was the first project. We did the yard signs, Sherry and I. Uh, she was a great asset to it. Uh, then we, uh, when we got done with that, they needed four decals to open up the government center and banners and other stuff to order, open up the courts. So we started on those, which Sherry, basically I ran them and Sherry did the finishing. And then uh, graduation came along, and Mike actually did the setup for those. And we had 10 high schools to do. Yep. Some high schools had 36 pages, some had 20 pages. There were anywhere from 350 programs for a school to 450, 500, depending on the school. So we ended up doing those. Then we just had a meeting about what's going to be needed to open up the schools. Hollandale Elementary called up and they needed some banners print for the hallways to get them ready for the fall. So we're going to, we've been busy and we're going to be busier because the schools decide to start opening up. Copier machine will be printing all the stuff that the schools need. So thank you guys so much for doing all that work. It sounds like you guys were doing a lot of work, not only for the school systems, but also for the county in general as well. I didn't realize um, how far uh, your reach was when it came to the type of, of work that you were doing and who you were doing it for. Yeah, so that, that was actually that was actually announced sometime. Sheldon, how early was that announced? It was before COVID. It was some months before, wasn't well, it? Well, in January, we started doing the work for the school system. Oh, so it was just announced you already started doing work for the school system. Yeah. As far as the government center, we didn't really start on that. We did a, the only thing we did for the government center was the fire department. We've done their banners for fire prevention month. Right, okay. right. And then we just got done doing uh, banners for the library. That were almost I forget 150 feet of banners or more. Mm -hmm. so, you know, when you consider an eight foot banner, it's a lot of banners. And yeah. one, of the, one of the things that the listeners need to understand is that once school does get back going again, that the, it's the students in his program that are with him doing a lot of the work. Um, you know, it's not just a matter actually, of... Actually, that's, that's actually been the hardest part is trying to remember everything that I teach the students, but now I have to do it. <laughs> right. 
So, so it's been a bit of a refresher for you, this COVID-19 whole situation with you printing without the help and assistance of the students. So I want to talk to Mrs. Glasner here. How did you get involved with helping, uh, helping your husband out? You mentioned that you uh, helped the, uh, you, you were a teacher here at Hermitage High School. Well, they're at Hermitage High School while we're doing, again, this social distancing podcast. So how did you get, uh, get into helping uh, your husband out here in the lab? Well, um, at this time, I guess during this time, I didn't want my husband to be by himself, and I know he needed somebody to help him. And sometimes, like, when I'm not helping him, he's, he has people, like, maybe the students would help him, or he has an assistant, but it's safer to have me, because I know I live with him, and I know I'm nothing, I have nothing, and I, so we could be together. So I'd rather that, I, that I'm with him than somebody else to be with him. And also, I think it's also because I, didn't, I also had something to do. I look forward to doing something. I know I wasn't working at that time. And I, and I actually liked working with him. We, you know, I liked it. I, w- I wish my wife liked working with me that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, man. What you forgot to tell you is it came with the marriage contract. The oh, oh, did it? <laughs> did you work that in there? <laughs> right. I had a printing business before we got married. So it, came with, the so it came with the marriage, okay. Yeah, well, I do. I want. I mean, I I can answer like you know. I I I know the stuff because I worked with him. I used to work at a print shop with him more than twenty five years. So I know this type of work. So and I always enjoy this type of work. So I was happy to be here, to do it, to help him. So I do have experience doing this. Type of stuff. Right. Work that so you mentioned that you had a uh, uh, Sheldon. You mentioned that you guys did a whole bunch of different projects and. Uh, all those different projects require different types of equipment. So, talk about some of the equipment you use uh, to make some of those projects come to life. We're actually one of the best equipped graphic centers on a college or a high school level within the, as many places as I talk to. Um, we have 21st century technology. We have what they call a UV printer, which prints on a hard surface. We have a digital garment printer, which prints four-color T-shirts. We have Y-format printer, which prints your banners and, and um, your uh, floor decals. We have two digital printers that were in here. One is fully hooked up with a booklet maker. The other one is our older version. We have an embroidery machine, um, button makers, uh, banner trimmers, Almost anything you need to get a job done. Uh, it's Sheldon. Can you tell us about you've got some uh, a new piece of equipment uh, where uh, Rico USA is partnering up uh, with your program. What can you tell us about that? Well, Rico par- started partnering up with us. We started building a relationship over the course of several years, and to become Printed certified, you need companies to verify your program is a viable program. And I asked them for their help to turn our program into a viable program for printed certified. Uh, we're one of the few in the state that is. I think there's now four or five schools within the state. Um, and whenever we are looking for new technology or if I have questions, they're here to answer them. They're here to talk to the students when needed. Uh, when we did the rodeo, which was a way to introduce the CT programs to various companies, Rico stepped up and helped out with the sponsoring of that. 
Um, they've sponsored golf, helped out with this, with other stuff along those way. This year, they helped us add a uh, vinyl plotter, which we use to cut our vinyl for, for um, T-shirts and decals. We added the new Rico copier, which has the booklet maker attached. It's actually not a copier, it's a digital printer. Um, it has the latest technology. And truthfully, we would not have been able to do the programs in the week's time span that we had. It was 60,000 impressions that we printed. Mm. Uh, 60,000 impressions, if you figure years ago, would have been black and white and you would have had to collate everything by hand, staple it by hand, it would have been a month's job. And we were able to get it out of here within a week. So, and we're, you know, whenever we need, are looking for equipment, they're there to answer our questions. So it's a great partnership. Yep, yep, and uh, hey, shout out to Rico USA for supplying the equipment and, uh, you know, helping us uh, teach the students uh, how to become effective and uh, with using that equipment as well. So, Mrs. Glasner, we just talked a lot about a machine, a lot about machinery. Which which machine was your favorite? I'm curious to know. Who was your favorite machine to use while you were helping uh, Mr. Glasner out there uh, uh, during this whole situation? Well, I, I really didn't have a favorite machine. I Actually, I like every machine I work here because, you know, everything is, has, is different a little, but it's enjoyable. If you want me to mention some of the machines I worked, I can mention that. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, the digital printer, which is, we had an attachment bookmaker, that's like what he just got from Rico, and it runs really smoothly, and, and I, even if I picked up the books that got run, they go through the bookmaker, as well as the copier, I got to put it all into a box and watch that, which is enjoyable. And I do like the trimmer because a lot of times we had banners or signs or whatever we did, I had to trim them. And that was very interesting because that's enjoyable. And also the grommet, the grommet press, which is you have to, for the signs, I guess you have to put them into screws or what are they called? The grommets. The grommets, whatever they're called. I just, they're just fun to do. It's a fun thing. And, and all the things I'm doing here pretty much... You're, you're kept busy. It's not like you're just sitting doing nothing. Just It keeps you going. Right. And this is something I really enjoyed. Uh-huh. All those machines using. So, so talk about, uh, and either one of you guys can answer this, and talk about the most challenging project that you guys had to work on uh, for the county. The cha- most challenging as far as during this time is when we get something new, which I haven't done before, and we have to sit down and figure out how to use it. Whether it sounds like, okay, I've had digital printers forever, it seems, but anytime you get a new piece of equipment, you gotta figure out the bugs and how to use it. And on the digital printer, you added a new firing. Well, it's like any piece of software that gets improved. Now you gotta figure out what's with that new piece of software. I think it's the challenge of the assignment. When we do the four decals, how are we gonna cut them out of the material? So we don't have to do it by hand. So for me, it's the, it's, it's the project itself. When we're doing it, it's something different. Even the yard signs, we really never really printed that many yard signs at a time. You have to figure out how to do it right. And that's what the challenge is. It's not so much, it's the equipment, but again, it's the challenging part of it is figuring out how to get it done properly without a lot of screw-ups. I mean, hey, look, 
you got to be able to adapt, and that certainly seems like what you guys have been a, able to do. So, Sheldon, uh, I, you know, all of our teachers have experience in the field prior to coming to teach. So let's talk a little bit about your experience, Sheldon. How long have you been in the printing field? My first graphics class was uh, junior year of college in 1977. So that makes it, what, 42, 43 years? Oh, he's asking? He's going to the math. I, I didn't know. I didn't know this is the math portion of the podcast. My bad. It makes yeah, it a, I'm testing you. I'm a teacher. He got You're me. Be asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> so you just failed. I just failed. Yep. There you go. There it is. Send them back to Virginia State, man. Send them back to Henrico High School. I didn't have the calculator either. <laughs> So that's so since '77. That's 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 quite some time. Yeah, it's a long time and a lot of changes. I mean, what what have you seen? You mentioned changes. So, what are some of the most exciting changes you've seen in that time of working in this field? It's it's basically a. It's all computer driven now, which is totally different. So you've taken away almost like a craftsman type of deal where you had to know uh, the chemistry, you had to know a lot of different factors involved. But the, I think the most exciting thing is how quickly something could, um, could be what used to take a week or a month now could be done in a day or two. Right, production time. That's all, that was, that's what the, the customers are looking for. when they want, They want it when they want it. And I think the hardest part with the graphics industry years ago was a mystery to everybody because you had ink, you had other stuff involved. Today, people think all you do is just press the button and everything appears perfectly. Right, but you it's know, but it's they, more to it, though. Yeah, there's still a craftsman behind all that. Well, exactly. You also have to figure out, again, it goes back to what I try to teach the kids. We're not here to design something for the live for the Library of Congress or for the Art Museum. We're here to design for production. Right. And what, what does it mean we, to design for production? When you say design for production, what does that mean? You gotta know what kind of equipment you have and what can that equipment do. Okay. So if you want, if you're working on an eight and a half, 11 sheet of paper and you want to design something that's 12 by 18, it doesn't fit on an eight and a half, 11 sheet of paper. And can it be reduced to work on that eight and a half eleven? So how's the color going to work with what kind of paper or what kind of cloth or what kind of material? Right, and it's and it's and at the same time, it's it's you having to educate the customer at the same time because they think that they know what they want, but then you've got to tell them what the constraints of what they're they're wanting with what you can be produced. I know that in the six years that I've been working with you. You know, I have learned a lot from you, and it's been much appreciated. And as time goes by, every, you know, it's easier and easier every time because now I'm, I understand more and more about what you do, so that I know that I can, I'm bringing it into the same level of what it is that you're able to produce. Um, like you said, it's the difference between something that goes in the Library of Congress or something's going to go for production. I don't need the Library of Congress. It's not something that's going to be archived for eternity. I need something that's going out to my customer and it's going to be held in their hand for X amount of time or been seen on a banner for an X amount of time and then it's done. You know, so what's going to work again, back? If you work on a banner, you don't want to put 
as many words as you would put on a piece of paper. Right. You want you got to figure out. It's like on a business card. You got two seconds to see what the person does and a phone number. So there's a lot of variables, whether it's a T-shirt or any, or even on a banner. What's the size can you produce? You got to the biggest size you can produce. You can't go any further. The equipment ain't going to make it bigger. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So, um, so you guys mentioned you worked on a wide variety of projects. Um, some you hadn't had experience of working on prior. What are some experiences that you think you will carry into the classroom uh, this coming school year that you'll be able to share with with the students? Again, it goes back to what we're running that day, or what comes in the door as far as a job goes. Mm -hmm. Basically, by doing the work this summer, it's a refresher course for me. I've used the equipment, but I don't get involved with as much detail. I try to have the students learn the detail on their own. And now when the students ask me a question, I have the refresher course to know what I'm talking about. Right, right, gotcha. Right, because they, they got to feel like you know what you're doing if you're going to teach them. So let's talk about that. How much how much work does do the students actually do when working on projects? And, and, how, and how many projects do you got that reaches your doorstep uh, throughout the average school year, would you say, roughly? I, I mean, in the past, before we started doing all the work for the county, we could have 100 to 200 projects in a year. And they could be as short as 30, uh, 30 uh, a couple copies to programs for, gra uh, for the CT graduation. Um, so, it all, you know, it could be banners for the fire department. I never know what walks in here. Right. Also, and they need it done, it gets done. I was about to say, it also sounds like you never really turn them away. So uh, that says a lot about about you saying that, you you know, you'll take on a project and try to at least figure out how to get it done and make sure it does get done. Is that something that you want to instill in students as well? Yeah, that's the important thing is when right. they come into the CDE program, whether it's mine or somebody else's across the way is the auto shop and they change the brakes or they change the oil or they come in here and you got a school that wants 50 t-shirts and they produce the t-shirts and they see them in the hallway of their own school or they see their their teacher's car or whatever car they worked on stops at the street corner they have a sense of accomplishment which gives them the confidence to go out there in the real world that says yes you can do it and that's what you're trying to instill with them is a sense of accomplishment that they can accomplish something. Right. And, and they can feel it and see it. Absolutely. And that should definitely, definitely carry over into when they actually move into their career, whether they're going right to work after they graduate from high school or going to get a little bit more education or going right into, uh, into the military. So, uh, Sheldon, talk about some of the careers that graphic communications can actually lead to. There's a, again, there's a lot of different. You could go into the graphic design, which is the, the design actually aspect. I've had some students do that. Bad students go into marketing. And by them taking this class, they understand how something is produced, which makes it easier to figure a way to design something. Uh, I've had students open up their own small business doing T-shirts with a heat transfer vinyl at their house. Oh, nice. And, you know, so, again, it's also 
Uh, not so much if they're going into the graphics field. The common sense they learn, time management that they learn. And it's just not my class, it's any CTE class. Um, it's the self-confidence that they could figure it out. So again, we're gonna show them how it's done and let them figure out how to get it done. So they start learning those skills. And those skills can be transferred to anything they do the rest of their life. Right, and I, those things are really good for like critical thinking in general. But what if somebody wants to get right into the graphics field? What kind of advice would you have for somebody who takes your class and say, hey, I want to go straight to graphic design after this? Or what advice would you give give someone who's, who's interested in working uh, in the print industry? I would go find yourself a uh, low level. When I say low level, I mean, you're not going to be the head of a department. Go find some place that you can learn from. Uh, also, you know, almost like an apprenticeship program, which they don't have. Or if you go to college, there's always a, a print shop on the campus. See if you can go work at the print shop. Look for a marketing place to work at. Run a copier. Whatever you need to do, you do it. You could always, you know, if you want to start your own business, you could go get a, a uh, inexpensive vinyl cutter and an inexpensive heat press, and you're in business. You know, I was I was just literally about to go right there, man. I was about to say there's always the opportunity uh, to go in business for yourself with the skills that you learn here in graphic communications and what with the growth of social media and all that flyers and things of that nature are becoming uh, so much more important, especially for for businesses. I know so many students who've come out of Virginia State University where I graduated from and now are working um, for a, a company's social media platform or, you know, pushing their social media, creating graphics for their social media. So that is certainly right. a viable path. I mean, this is an you could buy an embroidery machine. And if you get a portable embroidery machine, you can set it up at a dog show and start producing T-shirts with somebody with a, you know, a, a type of dog on it. And you only have to produce a couple and take orders. You pay for your machine in no time. Right. Yeah. Just got just got to got to think outside of the box here. Got to think outside of the box. Mike, is, is there anything you wanted to add real quick? Because I was yeah, about to close the show. The one thing that it's, it's what Sheldon said. I think that really hit home with me for this whole interview is the fact that what you get out of his classes and other CTE classes are much more tangible right. in a way when it comes to their hands-on education than just a standard grade because they did well on a test where they actually have they walk away with a sense of pride in the work they're doing because it's not just I did a project in class and it's sitting in the house on a shelf someplace I did this person's breaks I created a banner for the fire department I built a I, house <laughs> yeah I built a house you know I think those things really bring home the importance of career and technical education as a whole in this in for Henrico County and for the country and I think that teachers like Sheldon really show the dedication that they have to making sure that their students walk away with that sense of, of pride and accomplishment and I, 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 it's just a it's a testament to the hard work that these teachers put in to make sure the, that these students do well let me add, add two quick stories one was he played football at highland springs years ago 
probably within my second year, first year or second year of teaching, I had him. And he made banner. He was producing banners for Highland Springs. They needed banners. They knew he was taking my class, so he was producing some banners. And he was showing somebody around uh, one of the um, uh, scouts for one of the colleges. And as they're walking through, the guy was trying to make small talk to this one student. And they said to him, boy, those are nice banners. He said, yeah, I made them. And the coach said to him, come off of it. Where did you make these? He says, my name's on the banner. I made them in graphics. It was that pride that that student had that he could say, I did it. Right. That's got to mean something to you as, a, as an instructor as well, to see them to be able to take their, their talents out on the streets and be successful with it. It does because it's not so much the talents and the graphics. Again, it's the talent that they could succeed. I had a student here who was basically ready to drop out of school her junior year. She was fed up with school. She, they put her in my class because they didn't know what else to do with her. And she sat here for the first couple of weeks. She did what she needed to. And one day I get a call from the CT department. Can you do 75 mugs within a day or two? And I looked at her and I says, would you like to be a mugger? And she looked at me, cracked up laughing. <laughs> she said, yeah, I'd like to be a mugger. Can I get a t-shirt that says I'm a mugger? I said, you get the 75 shirts done. I mean, the cup's done and I'll get you, you can make your own t-shirt. And she said, okay, I'll do the mugs. And so, so she did the mugs. We made a t-shirt. We made sure it said, I'm a mugger, I make cups. <laughs> right, obviously. <laughs> and, and the next thing I know, she's making the honor roll. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. What a turnaround. So that's what it teaches these kids. Right, right. That's, that is a, that is awesome. Yeah. I love that story. Hey, man, you love hearing anecdotes like that, Mike, man. It makes these programs, yeah. makes people really see and realize and why these programs statement. are important. Uh-huh. Just remember with the CV-19, who was your essential worker? There you go. That's the whole point we've been making, Mike. People, whether they were the medical, the people that went through the medical program here, the people yep. that fixed ambulances, the people that served the food, they the people in graphics, they all were part of the central workers out there. But that's what I've been saying, too. I mean, that, that's exactly what I've been saying. Yeah, hey, man. And, and we've also been saying CTE is essential. All right, guys, we're running up against the clock here. Thank you so much to the Glassners. No problem. I'm sorry to keep you. No, you're good. No, you're no. good. No, no, no. It was good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you so much to the Glassners for coming out. Well, not really coming out. I always say that because, you know, usually we're physically all in the same space but because of things because things are the way they are right now we cannot all physically be in the same space so thank you guys so much well, for logging on better. well thank you for having us <laughs> all right um so uh great guys. all right time to bring the show uh close time to bring the time to bring the show to a close now if i can get it uh get it out i want to remind you guys to check us out on social media Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find our podcast on our host, Anchor.com, Spotify, Apple, Google, your favorite podcast venue. You can find it. We have you covered. 
please like and subscribe to get notifications on when our new podcast drop for Mike Roberts for the Glassners. That's it for us here at Henrico CTE. Now, until next time, so long, everyone.